Hey folks, this is Shaquille Fish New. The following review that you're about to listen to features a lot of spoilers. You've been warned. Or maybe not. Who knows? But I'm Shaq. Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, and Westernites alike. Welcome back to the Western Reviews Podcast, a podcast that features a variety of movie and sometimes TV reviews from the Western Hemisphere. Today's review will cover one of the most pivotal, groundbreaking, inspirational, motivational, heartwarming pieces of animated cinema that I ever saw in my childhood. Now, the year 2004 might have had some competitive animated giants against this movie that's being reviewed today. You know, Shrek 2, aka one of the best animated sequels ever, The Incredibles, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, The Polar Express, Home on the Range, uh, uh, Clifford's really big movie, uh, Pinocchio 3000. Okay, maybe not the last three. But the others were definitive heavyweights. But the one thing that all of them didn't have that this movie has, the one thing that could have made all of them the best animated film of that year in my eyes, is A Fish Played by Will Smith. (laughs) Oh, that's hot. That's hot. That's right, folks. Shark Tale will be covered in this episode, so prepare for some heavy-hitting realizations from me, your host, The Western Wonder, about his main character and some other absurdities and bits that stuck out to me years after watching this film for the first time. But first, for the trailer. Do stay tuned. You don't want to miss this one. From the studio that brought you Shrek in every family. This handing over the business is for you. You're acting like you don't even want it. There's one who's different. All I'm saying is the kid ain't exactly no killer. I want you to take Lenny out, show him the ropes. Oh, come on, Pop. Son, you're gonna learn how to be a shark. Hi. A little buddy is stuck there? I'm gonna get you out in a jiffy. Lenny? Oh, gee. Here's the thing. You're a good person. Oh, no. In every food chain. Nice of you to join us, Oscar. What's happening, baby? Looking good, ladies. Uh, uh, uh. There's someone at the bottom. On top, there's Don Lino. There's me. There's regular fish. Then there's me. I'm getting there. There's whale poo. And then there's you. She's gonna blow! (laughs) (laughs) Now, to change their destiny... If you help me disappear, I'll help you become a star. These two have the perfect plan. back. Now let me explain the storyline of the illustrious Shark Tale. Now just a heads up that this breakdown and review will be spoiler filled so if you haven't seen the movie there's plenty of VOD offerings out there so be sure to check out a couple of scenes. Now without further ado let's get right into it. After the classic DreamWorks animated logo ends we get thrown right into the ocean with a worm attached to a fishing rod by an unseen sailor in hopes of attracting sharks. This plan works, but the shark that approaches the worm doesn't take the bait and even lets the worm go. That shark is Lenny, voiced by Jack Black before he started singing about Peaches, 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 peaches. You'll understand why I used that soundbite later. Now, Lenny is probably one of the most friendliest and honest sharks you'll ever encounter in this universe, yet he's hiding a very, very big secret. But more on that later. 
The opening scene gives you a compare and contrast scenario between Lenny, who's very nice and gentle, versus his brother Frankie, voiced by Michael Imperioli of Sopranos fame, a first point for the recurring mafia theme that's featured throughout this film, who's a cold-blooded, tough shark, the type of shark to make his father proud. After some tense conversation between the two, <laughs> oh, you almost gave me a heart attack. Lenny, what are you doing? What? I, I was just, uh, picking you some flowers. Hey, mom said it's not okay to hit. Ah! Mom's not here. Da -dum. Da -dum. Don't. Da -da 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 Don't. This song gives me the creeps. What do you mean? It's our theme song. We get this introduction from news lady Katie Couric. <clears throat> Katie Current Fish. Good morning, Southside Reef. I'm Katie Current, keeping it current. We've just received official confirmation. The sharks are gone. I repeat, the sharks are gone. And into the Times Square inspired fish side of the reef we go. In just two or three minutes or less, this tour of the reef is packed with fish slash aquatic related terms. as well as some not-so-well-dated stereotypes. Don't you yell at me, my mother is your mother, okay? The sushi gag always gets a chuckle out of me, though. Now, this is fun and all, but where's the main man of the hour? Where's the fish that's supposed to guide us through the fish? Hi, I'm Oscar. You might think you know, but you have no idea. Aha! Uh -huh. And there he goes. Meet the Will Smith Fish. I mean, uh, Oscar. A streetwise bumbling nobody who works at a well washing the reef. His schemes always backfire though, which leaves him so broke that he has to live in his own magazine dream fantasy atop a billboard. Within Oscar's colorful world of well washing are some other characters who will reappear from time to time here, such as Angie, voiced by Renee Zellweger, Oscar's co-worker who harbors a secret crush on him, which, in a growing point from five-year-old me to nearly 20-year-old me, behooves me. Because Oscar is just a bit of a self-absorbed idiot who nearly endangers the reef several times throughout this movie, but I digress. Then there's his no-nonsense pufferfish boss, Sykes, voiced by the cinema king of movies himself, Martin Scorsese, in one of his finest roles to date, if I do say so myself. And henchman slash employee duo, Jellyfish, Ernie and Bernie, voiced by Ziggy Marley and Dougie Doug, respectively. Now, even though their names possibly could be loosely inspired by Sesame Street icons Ernie and Bert, these two Jamaican jellyfish are not down for singing their ABCs or counting their 1-2-3s, but are 100% into messing with Oscar whenever he's in a messy situation with his boss. And this next situation Oscar is about to be is definitely messy. Sykes attends a meeting with his old acquaintance Don Lino, voiced by Robert De Niro, a mob boss shark who has plans of passing down his mob business to Lenny, which stifles laughter out of Sykes and abruptly ends the sit-down on a sour note, when Lino mentions that Sykes owes him money, which is the equivalent of clams in his world. Later on, Oscar is confronted by Sykes, who is demanding 5,000 clams from previous debts Oscar has. However, the poor fish is short on fun, so Sykes gives him the day to figure out his financial situation or else he'd have to deal with Ernie and Bernie torturing him. Oscar goes to the aid of Angie, who consoles Oscar and offers him a pearl her grandmother gifted her when she was younger as a consolation gift. With this pearl, Oscar can pawn it and get all of his funds required to get Sykes' foot off his neck. But, <laughs> knowing Oscar, does he do that? <laughs> no. 
He bets everything on a seahorse named Lucky Day in a race and hopes to finally become rich and famous. His loudly mouthed plans of winning attracts a beautiful fish named Lola, voiced by Angelina Jolie, who successfully seduces and woos Oscar. However, their conversation is halted when Sykes and company enter and, via Lola, discover that Oscar bet on the race instead of paying him up front, which understandably upsets Sykes. But, since the money's already bet, Oscar has no choice but to hope and pray that Lucky Day does a good job and win it all. Now, despite a bumpy start, Lucky Day does great in the race and takes the lead, until he trips on his tail and misses the finish line, ending up in last place. Sykes, who has had enough of Oscar's antics, sends him away with Ernie and Bernie to be dealt with violently. His stinging torture session is later interrupted by Frankie and Lenny, the latter of whom is under pressure from his father to man up and eat his prey, but alas, he's still hiding his big secret that Lena was unaware of. Oscar, scared to death, is lucky to encounter Lenny, who attempts to let him get away while he attempts to make an allusion to his brother as if he ate the fish. Unfortunately, Oscar misses the cue to bail, like a dummy, and ends up having to run away from an anky Frankie, who's abruptly crushed to death by an anchor drop from the top of the ocean. After an emotional Lenny runs off to announce his brother's passing, Oscar takes the opportunity to make it appear as if he was the one to murder Frankie. Oscar! Did you kill that shark? Uh, yeah, 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 exa exactly how it looked. That's how it is. What happened? Oh, you, you want to know what happened? Yeah. yeah, you're standing on top of a shark. Go on, man. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Big old shark about 7,500 feet long. So he's swimming at me, right? With teeth like razors. Oh, razors, <laughs> And I was all like, you gonna come at me like that? You gonna come at the O like that? Uh-uh. Hey, dude, do the muscle thing. The muscle thing. Oh, right, 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 right. So I told that dude, I said, you see this guy? And I pointed like this. Well, he's got a brother, and he lives right over here. And I think it's time for a little family reunion. <laughs> this immediately boosts Oscar's popularity in town is now being referred to as The Shark Slayer, which, fun fact, was the original title for this film with Sykes appointing himself as Oscar's manager, and a local maniacal hermit crab known as Crazy Joe says that. And I'm his financial advisor! But what the hell, boy? Which doesn't work since he's only in the film for quick, cheap gags here and there. Meanwhile, during Frankie's funeral reception, which features one of my favorite movie quotes, May whoever did this die a thousand deaths. May his stinking maggot-covered corpse rot in the fiery depths of hell. Don Lino gets tipped on the whereabouts of Oscar, aka the Shark Slayer, by fellow mobster pal Don Feinberg, voiced by Columbo's Peter Falk, who misses an opportunity by adding his well-known quote in the film. Just one more thing. Was the fish fried, or was he died and laid to the side? Speaking of the good old Shark Slayer, Oscar is out and about living it up in his new mansion. Angie visits during one of his parties and has a tender moment with him as he gives her a necklace that includes her grandmother's pearl. Now just when you think that Oscar has a good guy moment for once in the movie, Lola interrupts the moment and Oscar shuns Angie to hang out with Lola in the party crowd once more. A fish abruptly breaks in to announce that another shark is on the loose and everyone freaks out, including the Shark Slayer himself. Realizing that it's he who is supposed to be doing something, Oscar goes out to investigate. Turns out it's just Lenny who's on the loose, but the poor guy is homeless and pleads for Oscar to keep him in his crib, which Oscar gradually agrees to. 
As Lindy settles down at Oscar's crib, he finally reveals the big confession that we've all been waiting for. In case you haven't noticed, I'm different from the other sharks. Let's put it that way, leave it at that. Good night. Define different. Uh, you'll laugh. I'm not gonna laugh. Well, that's just what you say. And then what happens later? You laugh. Lenny, I give you my word. <laughs> okay, I will tell you. I'm... I'm, I'm a vegetarian. <sighs> You know, looking back, I didn't realize that this moment was a likely metaphor for a coming out story of sorts, which a certain Christian association boycotted the movie for after its release. Oh, those organizations. Mid-conversation, Lenny also brings up the fact that he is Don Lino's son, which begins to stress Oscar out after putting two and two together. Oscar heads back to his mansion to tell Sykes, who's already on the phone with Don Lino, and passes the phone to Oscar to speak with him, but not before some humorous exchange with Lino's octopus henchman, Luca, voiced by Vincent Pastore, another Sopranos alum, occurs. Pandu! Shut up! Shut up! You don't tell me shut up! I tell you shut up! What? Hello? Hey, how you doing? Let me have a pie with everything on it. Anchovies, meatballs, mushrooms... Luca! Oh, hi, boss. What are you doing working in a pizza joint? Get off the phone! But I'm hungry! Ugh. Oscar tries and tries to reason with Sykes, but the boss isn't hearing it. So he then turns to Lola for advice. After the conversation, Oscar heads back to his crib to speak to Lenny again, but he finds out that his cover's been blown as Angie is there to visit and immediately confronts him about his lie. Lenny and Oscar plan to put on this big show to scare Lino and his minions away, which is pretty much just Oscar throwing Lenny around. The only thing that isn't scheduled is Lenny eating Oscar to dramatize the spectacle. Let's go! Is that all you're offering? Do you understand how huge my client is? Turn on your TV right now. Turn off your TV! Turn off your TV! Don't swallow. Oscar? No. It's Pinocchio. Of course it's me! Why did you do that? I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry is when you step on somebody's fin at the movie theater. Yeah, that's sorry. Sorry Oscar. is when you say, hey, when's the baby due? And it turns out the person's just fat! Oh. This is as far away from sorry as you could possibly get. The show ends with Oscar throwing Lenny down in the abyss. Oscar celebrates his latest victory and gets a celebratory smooch from Lola, which makes Angie even more jealous. As Oscar returns to his old crib, he marvels about his highlights with Lenny, but ends up having an argument with Angie about the big kiss. Private, the entire reef saw you do it. Hey, whoa, somebody's in a bad mood. Come on, Angie, let me see the smile. Show me the smile, baby. Knock it off. <laughs> what is the problem? Problem? There's no problem. I don't have any problem. Miss Perfect is the one with the problem. What do you got against Lola? Not my lips, that's for sure. Look, why would you even care about Lola anyway? I don't. You don't? No. No what? I don't you guys, you guys, you want to get- No! Just tell me, Oscar, because I'm curious. Why do you think she's interested, huh? Do you think for one minute that she would even be with you if you weren't the rich and famous shark Mom, slayer? you guys, please, don't fight. Are you that blind? At least she treats me like I'm somebody. Yeah, but would she love you if you were nobody? Nobody loved me when I was nobody! I did! Oh, the drama between those two kids. They'll patch things up. Oscar returns to his mansion and realizes that there's more to his relationship with Angie than he knew. So he ends up breaking up with Lola, which ends with him rightfully getting his fish ass kicked. The next day, Oscar heads over to the well wash to apologize and make amends with Angie, but Lino's crew kidnapped her, 
So, Oscar, accompanied by Sykes and Lenny, I'm sorry, Sebastian the Dolphin, this is one of Lenny's disguises to trick his father, has to attend a sit-down meeting with Don Leno and company in hopes to resolve the score and save Angie in the process. But alas, Oscar, thinking that he's the big man in the room, puts on another show by intimidating the other sharks. And my man Sykes has just begged me not to myrtleize all y'all up in here, all right? Now, I might listen to him, but then again, I might not. And that depends on the individual behavior of all the individuals in here individually. Lino eventually makes his entrance and confronts Oscar while asking him about his relationship with the kidnapped victim, Angie, which Oscar initially denies. However, Lola appears revealing that she was part of the revenge plan with the sharks. Oscar forces Lenny to eat Andy to intensify the situation and regain control of the room, but Lenny ends up blowing his cover and Don Lino figures out that it's actually his son in disguise and not a dolphin, which has a funny reaction from henchman Luca. Hey boss, it's Lenny. He was wearing a disguise so we wouldn't recognize him, but now he's not wearing a disguise so we do recognize him. Oscar tries to de-escalate the tense situation once more by saying that it's only up to him and Lino to resolve their case, but the Don isn't hearing any of it. Lino attacks Oscar and ends up doing a tag-along chase with him to the well wash. After capturing both Don Lino and Lenny, he ends up becoming the hero again, but Oscar buckles down to the pressure of losing it all. Stop! I am not a real shark slayer! I lied. What? And I'm not a real financial advisor. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Don Lino and Lenny make up. Oscar apologizes to Angie and rekindles their relationship. Now a romantic one. Ugh. And the movie ends on a good note. Plus a performance from Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott. And, well, that's the movie. Now, the question stands. Did this movie as a whole hold up for me? The answer for that? It kinda did. To an extent, of course. While there are lively colors and characters, I've grown up to realize that the mob pastiche takes up a big chunk of the movie and doesn't really go anywhere. Even though the movie tries to take it someplace, it just has no grounded plotline. Some pieces of humor land, mostly Martin Scorsese's energetic dialogue in the role of Sykes, for instance, and others don't. But overall, it's not that bad of a film that others make it out to be. Just nothing memorable to say the least either. If I were to give it a rating out of 10, I'd give it a light 6.5 out of 10, some humorous moments, energetic voice work, mixed bag animation, and an overall forgettable story arc at times, and that's saying a lot for an Oscar-nominated movie. But what I can say is that the soundtrack is a certified banger, so be sure to check that out if you can. And that about wraps up this episode. Now my next review episode is yet another animated feature, albeit more recent. The Super Mario Brothers Movie. Until then, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and follow it via Twitter at reviews underscore Western or on Instagram at Western Reviews Official. Or shoot an email to westernreviewspod at gmail.com for any suggestions for reviews, feedback, collaboration requests, or more. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you tune into the next one. Western Wonder, signing and fishing, out. Bye, have a great time.